It's yet another edition of Fan Friday for Locked On Coyotes. We're going to talk with yet another Locked On Coyotes listener and fan to pick their brain about Arizona Coyotes news and rumors. That all on today's episode. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlak right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are absolutely 100% free and available on all platforms, which means you'll never, ever have a paywall to ever access our content. We've got a great show for you guys today. It is another edition of Locked On Coyotes Fan Friday, introducing our guest for today's show, Sterling Bocage. Sterling, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on. Hello. Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate the uh, opportunity. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Excited. That's good. A little nervous. That's good to hear. No, don't don't, don't be. I think you'll be you'll be absolutely great. Well, all we got to do, like we're going to start things off, is get to know you as a fan. You're an Arizona Coyotes fan. Um, how did you become a fan? To start off with, I guess. So I'm not from a hockey family. Uh, I grew up baseball family, baseball fan my whole life. I got into hockey myself accidentally finding the Bruins on the local uh, TV channel. And uh, the Bruins got knocked out of the playoffs pretty early. So I said, oh, you know what? Let me find a Western Conference team to like. And uh, that year it was actually 2011-2012 um, season, which was, I guess, a pretty good season to start watching. Uh, but the Coyotes are still in the playoffs, and I couldn't choose a team in the same conference. So I wanted a Western Conference team, and uh, I was like, oh, the logo's pretty cool. Then I started watching the team, and it caught on, and ever since then, I I followed them pretty closely. So, All right, so just to be clear, you wanted a team to follow because the Bruins get knocked out of the playoffs early. And the one year you had this thought, the Arizona Coyotes make it past the first round. That's that right. is, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine how disappointing that is. Because, like, your very reason for being a fan is, like, instantly removed for the rest of time. I I said, I'll pick them. I'll, I'll stick with it. If, if they suck after this, I'll still... You know, I'll still follow them. I ended up buying NHL TV every season after that just to watch the Arizona games and the Arizona feed. And um, and here we are now. And it's uh, exciting to be a fan now, you know, on, on the upswing of things. Even in 2014, 2015, I thought it was pretty exciting still. Or maybe in 2015, 2016. I, the years kind of all blend in now. But um, when they got Duclair and Domi, I was really into it and... Uh, yeah, well, here we are now. So obviously you mentioned yourself being a, uh, you know, growing up um, or, you know, having seen the Boston Bruins a lot more to start off with and um, that you got NHL TV to watch, you know, the Coyotes out of market. So obviously, because, you know, the listeners here are able to you know figure out, well, yeah, you're not from here in Arizona either. So we have an, another, <laughs> right, another 
fan on the podcast who is a fan of the Coyotes who is not from here, which we love promoting because uh, it's more than just local. Right. And Rhode Island, I take a lot of heat for being a uh, Coyotes fan. I'm always defending them left and right nonstop. So. Yeah, that that is definitely a rough state, especially. Well, I can only attest from being here and knowing the people from the Northeast who come to Arizona. Um, usually, not the most respectful of Arizona hockey traditions, and you know, I, I can understand that. Right, I wore a Coyotes jersey to a Bruins game, the the uh, game I went to last season, and I got I took a lot of heat for that, but. I, I make the joke. I have forty other games to wear a Bruins jersey. That's the one game I, you know, that because they do one home and home. So I was like, that's the one game I get to support the Coyotes publicly. So I mean, honestly, that is the reverse for a lot of people at Gila River Arena. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a game there, um, but frequently you will see someone who is like in their sixties or forties, and they grew up somewhere else, and like I have one game a year. Or, you know, depending on what, you know, because we get a lot of Chicago Blackhawks fans, it's more mm-hmm. than one. But like, I have a couple games a year where I wear this jersey. Every other time I wear a Coyotes jersey. So it's right. crazy that that kind of is the opposite way in other states. Right. right. Absolutely. Um, let's, let's also get to, you know, a couple other things on, on this show. And I think the one thing that we probably, like, that uh, is definitely to be addressed is, you know, staying loyal. Obviously, you said that, like you said, you would stay loyal, but especially through a year like this last year, right? Because this was probably one of the most brutal years to be a Coyotes fan because they just were, at, you know, consistently at the bottom, consistently collapsing and losing games. Um, you know, so what are some of the things that you had in mind, like that you've kept in mind to kind of like get yourself through this season? I think just uh, I kind of like taking the heat for it. So every time, uh, you know, there'd be a highlight or, or they'd actually win, I I always get to use that, say, ha-ha, look what happened last night. Or um, I think just overall, like, they didn't win a lot. What was it, like 25, 21, something like that. 20 to 25 games, I think it was. So um, every time they did win, it, was, it made it a little bit more special, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. So they did win 25 games, uh, 25-57. Nice. What was the total points? Yeah, so you said 50. uh, 57 points. 57 points, which it, is... It, it was a rough year, but it was still exciting for other reasons. You know, we got to see uh, Vimelka and Keller really emerge, and just little things like that really made it exciting still. Oh, seeing Keller emerge was huge, right? You know, because like... Um, he did not he did not have a great last couple of years, and you know there was question marks of whether or not he had a future of the franchise. And then all of a sudden, you know, a like a like a star comes out. He's like, oh yeah, this guy's good. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did you watch the uh, Tempe City Council meeting at all? Um... So I did. I watched most of it, but I was actually at my fire station, and we got a couple calls in between. Uh, so I had to I had to pause it a couple of times, but most I watched most of it, and uh, the guys I work with, 
you know, they, we all sleep in the same like room. They were all sleeping in their own beds and I had earphones and like AirPods to listen to it till whatever time it was on the East Coast, one thirty in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that's insane that you were watching that late on the East Coast. But did you get a chance to see Keller uh, speak to the to the council? I did not. So that was uh, one, most of our calls were early on in it. So I didn't I didn't get to see the uh, when Keller Smoltz or um, Fisher went up. I think I think you and a few other fans that are um, that are familiar with this podcast say that they've that they, they missed that part. There are a few of us that did, and you know we rightfully went to go um, you know heckle some fans who really <laughs> love Clayton Keller. But right. yeah, it, it was good. I, I do recommend you uh, you check it out. Uh, I'm sure it's posted on Twitter everywhere now. Uh, you know Keller's not going to be doing a lot of public speeches anytime soon, but you know, it's great that he's standing up for his team and seeing him emerge as a star, like both on and off the ice was, was great to watch this year. I think it speaks volumes that they would go out on their own time, go out of their way to attend the meeting and talk. Uh, as I said, uh, afterwards, I, I do remember going to, Glendale city council meetings in the early aughts. So like 2012, 2013 and players didn't speak then they, they showed up at the meetings, but they didn't speak. And it does speak like, like you said, volumes that they went up and did that. You know, now it shows a real commitment. Hmm. Anyways, we're talking of Sterling Bocage on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to continue this episode in just a moment. We're going to pick his brain on some other Coyotes news and Coyotes rumors and such like that. Before we get into any more, though, I'd have to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have a message from our friends who brought you healthy and tasty. And they give you the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar. But guess what? There is now the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk built Bar, the one that you love, it's very delicious. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's now fluffy in the center. And you still get all of that Coconut Brownie goodness. Uh, the great thing about built Bars is that they are... Really tasty and really healthy for you. High in protein, low in fat. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting this week, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. Available this week on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. But let's continue this episode. We're talking of Sterling, a fan of the podcast, fan of the Arizona Coyotes, picking to pick his brain about a few things. And I think one thing that we'll probably go for is kind of to go similar to what Carl was talking about with the uh, with the with the city council meeting. Um, what are your thoughts about the Coyotes playing at ASU next year in the next few years? Because there are various different thoughts from a lot of different people. I think it has the potential to be pretty exciting. Uh, I never once was against the idea. I thought 
as long as they stayed in Arizona, who really cares what they're playing in? Um, I'm, I've never seen anything like it, so I'm intrigued to see. I know they're saying like the atmosphere is really going to be loud, and as we know, you know the attendance has been great at other arenas. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, I can't be there in person, but watching the games and hearing how loud and seeing all the fans, and I think they're going to do just fine. I think, especially being at ASU campus, the college kids are going to want something to do on, you know, a weekday or whatever, or or a weekend. And, and, uh, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. I'm pretty excited for it. Especially because I think, um, Carla, I'm not sure if you know the exact details, but I think they're setting aside 500 to 600 seats for students. Yeah, I don't know the exact details, but they are setting aside student seating. Um, and I went to ASU for five years. Um, it was a very fun time. Three of those years were at the main Tempe campus. And ASU students love to do things, especially on weekends, uh, especially if there is alcohol involved. So it, it seems like it would be just a phenomenal environment Uh I, I, like I said, I went to ASU though, so I'm biased. I, I, I cannot have an objective opinion about that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I then uh, on one side is I can because I went to the other Arizona school. Um, but no, you don't have an objective opinion for a different <laughs> reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, then I'm but, just putting it at some school, it's ASU, so <laughs> you know, that it. There, it's not just a, a college that doesn't have or a university um, that doesn't have a hockey team. Their hockey team's really good, from my understanding, right? I, I don't really follow um, college or anything really on it. Before the, before the pandemic, they were pretty close to being uh, frozen for a caliber. Yeah. Oh, okay. they, they haven't like achieved like anything major yet. Like they haven't won at all, but they are building extremely fast. Uh, for a team that I, I remember going to see games before the lockout um, and they weren't even NCAA. They were like uh, amateur hockey, like no one was able to get scholarships. So it's phenomenal to see that program. And ASU just in general, they they know how to build stuff. They they are they have a whole school for building stuff. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be cool to see, um, you know, see the Coyotes there. Though, um, I'm curious to see just overall how the atmosphere goes. I'm like, and it's fun. It's funny because there are so many people that talk trash about it, right? They're less like, oh yeah, you know, they're playing in a high school gym or whatever. Um, but and it's like, oh, no player is gonna want to play there. But if if you ask, if you like, it, based off of what it sounds like, if you ask certain players, a lot of them don't really care where they're playing you know they just want to play <laughs> right that's what that's what i've been seeing too and um i think again i think it's going to be electrifying they're going to hear the crowd they're going to they're going to see the fans and they're going to again most importantly they have a place to play so absolutely um another thing do we want to address is let's go to the uh the NHL draft recently, Coyotes picking you know three players in the first round. Um, your thoughts on the, their performance in the draft? Because you know there are in, interesting enough, a lot of reporters have ranked the Coyotes as low as like a C to like as high as like an A. Where do you stand on this? Uh, 
so it, it looks like they got pretty low ratings at first like you said and i think as you know after development camp i think some people have changed their opinions for the better um i wasn't i i didn't think anything bad of it i i think cooley was the guy we all kind of were looking forward to all season or kind of you know it was it was shane wright but once we got number three we kind of expected it to go to cooley so after that we got our guy we got cooley so it was pretty exciting um i like how we moved up to number 11 for geeky um it's nice that he signed his elc um i'm excited to see him play in uh where is it winnipeg he's back with winnipeg right the yep. ice yep and um i don't know too much about maverick other than his smile like everybody says but um i think i think he has the potential i think uh once he gets his uh skating game and just bigger in size because he's such a tall skinny kid I, I think he has the potential to be a really good player, but I don't think he's the, I don't think he's anywhere close just yet. Yeah, uh, I, I would definitely agree with all of that um, for your assessments. Uh, were you like really surprised that the team went with Cooley over Wright? Like, do you think that they should have gone with Shane Wright? Not not to throw you on blast. I, I don't mean to. No. I was in total shock that he didn't go number one. And then I wasn't really in shock when he didn't go number two because we were kind of expecting New Jersey to pick a defenseman. So that wasn't really. And then I was, I think I was like uh, screaming through text that we're going to get Shane Wright. We're going to get Shane Wright after not expecting it. And then we got Cooley and I, I, I'm excited after everything that's gone out. I think I'd rather have Cooley, but I, I don't think it's a bad thing that we didn't choose Shane Wright. I, I think, I think there's something there. There's a reason why he wasn't taken. I don't know if it's because of the whole interviews or if he comes off a certain way, but Cooley from his interviews, he seems like he's going to want to be here, and I think that's most important. You don't want somebody that, oh, I got drafted, I have to go because I was drafted. You want somebody that is exciting to play here. So, Yeah, and that's I mean, that's one of the things that people talked about for Shane, right? Like afterwards, like a couple weeks later, NHL teams were like, like yeah we didn't like his interviews um shane wright kind of didn't give off the right vibes and that's why he fell I'm like oh okay um i mean i i do think if you look at the players that bill armstrong drafted like so many of them brought up the fact that they are happy to be in arizona i i think that was definitely something that the team was looking for like a commitment to you know either the team or the rebuild or, or the future, something. They just wanted that commitment. Did you see that Geeky, when he signed his EOC, obviously there was like a little press conference um, going on with that, that like he was like, he was like, oh, I've been enjoying the weather. Like, it's like, dude, it's 115 degrees outside. You're actually enjoying it? Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to shame you for it, but Good on you. <laughs> right. I, I mean, the kids used to Winnipeg. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Winnipeg. I haven't, but I hear it's just a cold wasteland. And Arizona is so different that you know, I came from a cold wasteland. I can appreciate that whole like, oh, wow, it's hot, but it's a different thing that I'm used to. So I love it. And like we said earlier, it's a dry heat. Right. 
Ah, oh, the dry heat. Gotta love it. I mean, like, I've yeah, been, that's I've true. Twice and I, I didn't want to leave. I've hiked the Grand Canyon top to bottom, camped at the bottom for a week at, at a time. And I love it. I love the heat down there. It's, it's great. I didn't want to go home each time. I, I got to come when I was uh, 12 and then my parents decided, all right, we're not going to go back home. We're this, this new home. So I can appreciate that. Um, and I've never done that Canyon hike, but it seems intense. So, so kudos to you. Yes, the trails are well marked. It's not too too bad. You guys stay hydrated, but it's not it's not terrible. Yeah, I mean that I that's, that's a place I haven't gotten to check out. Yet. I've been living in Arizona for seven years, but Southern Arizona haven't gotten traveled much north. So I need to do more of that. Here's a fun thing that happens when you move to Arizona. Arizona when you're a teenager, uh, all your family comes to visit you, and they all want to go see the Grand Canyon. And your parents don't want you to be bored, so they start taking you to a lot of different ways to see the Grand Canyon. So I have helicoptered over the Grand Canyon. I have driven up to the Grand Canyon three times. I have taken a train up to the Grand Canyon. Uh, I have not ridden down on donkeys yet, but I have just experienced the Grand Canyon in so many ways, all before they invented that like glass walkway that's really cool and a thing I would actually want to do. I had to take a train to the Grand Canyon as a 16-year-old. It was the most excruciating thing I've ever done. That How was it by helicopter? That sounds awesome. Helicopter is amazing. If you can helicopter over the Grand Canyon, it's really fun. I think uh, that's one of the options if you have ever visit Vegas. Hmm. I th- I think I've also helicoptered over Vegas. I think my parents were very big into helicoptering in <laughs> the early aughts. I mean, I hear it's cool. I've never helicoptered, so I can't really say much, but that sounds fun. Anyways, though, let's go ahead and move on, though, and uh, talk about, uh, well, I guess, one other thing, and I guess go to, uh, go to a rumor on this one. And... Um, Obviously, the news came out earlier this week that uh, that Matthew Kachuk um, is rejecting his you know potential deal with you know long term extension with 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 the Calgary Flames and is you know looking to get traded. It will likely get traded. Um, and apparently, one of the potential destinations that some people are highlighting is Arizona. Carl, you have the tweet, and we go discuss. <laughs> So I, I'm not sure if I would call it a rumor, um, but Jesse Pollock of TSN Sports and Bar Down tweeted earlier today, am I nuts to say the Coyotes should make a serious move for Kachuk? Management needs to show their fans that they're taking things seriously. They have cap space and good prospects. He was also born in Arizona. Give him the C and build around him. That's bold, right? <laughs> that there is a scorching hot take um, from a Canadian journalist um, who I would say does not really seem to understand what the Coyotes are doing right now or where they're at. Uh, I guess you could make the argument that, hey, there is something to build around like a player like Kachuk, but I don't know, like, what do you th- two think? Do you think... 
they this would be something Bill Armstrong would consider. That's a tough call. Um, it's a really tough call because like Kachuk has like a physical demeanor to him. He's got skill, but he's also pretty damn physical. Um, and that kind of fits a little bit what Armstrong wants. He is um, a very Bill Armstrong player. I will yes, give him that. He is a very Bill Armstrong player. And of course, there is that idea of him being born in Arizona. He didn't grow up in Arizona. He grew up, I believe, in St. Louis. So like. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like you can't call him an Arizona kid. So like it's not like he's coming home. He didn't really he he, he didn't really know what it was like to be in Arizona. So like that I don't it's not that I don't really get that sentiment. Um plus the the Coyotes wouldn't really want to pay like I'm not sure if the Coyotes would be willing to pay him that much money because he was like, okay, in a few in a few years down the road, you're gonna have to worry about X amount of X amount of other contracts, right? You know, because um, right now there are they have very few contracts to already work with as it is. Um, last thing you want to do is you know put a big dollar value on 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 a kid that you know who knows if he if he wants wants to be in Arizona for. I like the idea of it. I think the tweet has. Uh, I think the tweet is uh, has the wrong intentions and the wrong reasons there. But I like the overall idea um I, I i would think it would be very bold to say give him the seed and build around him um i think he is a very bill armstrong type player and i wish this was maybe the end of next season or the season after that because i i think they would be interested but now just where they're at still kind of accepting the fact that they're in the rebuild and uh, Bill Armstrong said it himself. We're not. They're not going to be good. They're not expecting to be good for another two, three, four years. And so I, I clearly the tweet is wrong with saying like, oh, management needs to show that they're being serious. They they know what they want to do, and it's just going to take time. See, but, I think yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that because I think the issue of a lot of people, a lot of you know major market hockey fans are is they don't understand that rebuilds take time that yeah, it takes patience I mean, or there are some people that like literally like like who have teams in which like their rebuilds are fast because they want to kickstart because they're like you know what let's you know let's get the core pieces we want it's like all right now we got our draft pieces now let's freaking ramp it up the coyotes are literally going ground up um which is gonna take time well there was uh athletic article i think a couple weeks ago uh that said the uh chicago blackhawks are tanking and they're one of the few teams that could do it or something along those lines where it's like they're describing this plan with like look the blackhawks are going to be bad for a couple years but they are fine doing that uh because they have all this original six stuff and it's like no like a lot of small market teams also do like major ground up rebuilds and the coyotes are doing it. And I think the fans realize it, even if, you know, some reporters don't think that we realize it. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes, but yeah. um, Like I said, the, like 
people tend to get the wrong intention of what the Coyotes are doing, right? Because again, like they're not like, you know, this is not the team, the kind of team that wants to speed up, you know, uh, try to speed up the rebuild. They made that, they kind of made somewhat of issues with that in the past, not really by trying to get for major assets, I guess in some ways for some major assets, but it was mainly tried to rush a lot of their prospects to try to rush into a rush their rebuild in the past. Well, I will say that many Coyotes fans pointed out that this has uh, shocking similarities to the Coyotes acquiring Taylor Hall. So I'm not sure if it's there, but uh, yeah, there are similarities. Say if they do want to do it, what do you give up? You're going to give up a first-round pick. And obviously the Coyotes want their first-round picks for the next year or two. So yeah. just that alone, you might you might be able to build something or build up something with maybe Chikrin if he still wants out, if some if the package is there, maybe Kachuk's that right player for him. Um but other than that, there's gonna be a lot of draft picks and some top prospects that we've drafted that I don't think Bill Armstrong's gonna wanna give up anytime soon. I mean, if you're going to go the first round, like if you are going to go the first round pick route, um, you can put a conditional of like, you know, would be like conditional of this year and next year, which which would be just like, oh, top, you know, top 10 protected. Um, right. And that way, like if, the, you know, like the Coyotes are still, you know, tanking at the at the end of um, this, the, the next year, this next year, and then they happen to get a good enough pick maybe even a pick that can get them Connor Bedard um which would be one uh then yeah you would get you make sure that's protected and take it and that way that's because that, because Connor Bedard will push you into the in, in, into the next part of the rebuild almost instantly yeah definitely right. more than Kachuk would not saying like Kachuk's not a good player or you can't push a team to a next level uh he's just I I don't think he's the player that the Coyotes would build around. Uh, I, I honestly think that, you know, putting the C on Clinton Keller makes more sense at this point. Just not this upcoming year. Yeah, maybe not this year. Right. It makes you wonder, though, what's going on in Calgary. Would players not want to re-sign? There's something, there's going to be something going on. I feel like it's almost, all... it's almost Vegas-like. Yeah. I feel like this, there's like there's that issue of Calgary, and I think I feel like it's not surprising to me because like you've seen issues with the management and like ownership in the past, right? You know the fact that they kind of gave you know the city of Calgary the middle finger when it's like, oh, we want you to pay for our new arena, and 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 said, all right, the no deal then kind of kind of issue. Um, like this, it just it like. It, I, the writing was on the wall just seeing how management was just going. And I do think the Flames were kind of a, a paper tiger. Like, like I, I feel the same way about the Jets a couple of years ago. Um, they kind of get heralded as, like, the next team, but they could, you know, win a division, but they can't do much in the playoffs. And they weren't going to be able to make those next steps to do it. And players are realizing that early and just jump and ship. Right. I agree with that. 
anyways, though, we are running out of time for this uh, for this episode. Or right, we're right around our, our our limit for this, so we'll just spend the last couple minutes, uh, Sterling, allowing you to give you the open mic. Uh, let any of our listeners know what you got going for you and anything that you'd like to share, and uh, and how people can follow you too. Uh, yeah, not much. I mean, uh, I again, I'm really excited for this next season coming up. I think. Uh, I think we're going to be better than last season. I think we're already better than last season with development and uh, even some of the uh, the signings that you guys talked about in previous episodes. I, I think I think we're a little bit of a better team. I don't think we're, you know, not like not top fifteen, not top twenty, but I think I don't I don't know if we're going to be dead last. So I am excited for it. Um, as for following, I'm not too much on social media. I follow you guys on Twitter. I don't even know my Twitter handle. I think it's Thur524. I'm not really sure, but yeah. That's fine. Avoiding social media is uh, something that I would pay to do at this point <laughs> in my life. Uh, when it comes necessary, yeah, it drives your brain crazy. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I will for- be going to um, the Bruins home opener is against the Coyotes. So it's that works go. out for me. So I'll be going to that game. I'll take a lot of photos for you guys. That's cool. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Absolutely. And thanks and, and thanks a bunch for coming on. We really absolutely appreciate it. Thank you but, for the opportunity. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Instagram, LockedOnCoyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Woo-hoo!